All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Beneath the Layers podcast. Uh, this episode, I have Brian and Isaac again. If you remember from the first season, um, they were on the second episode. And so here they are again, um, kind enough to join and uh, talk with us a little bit about you know, whatever's going on in their lives and other things that we can uh, come up with along the way. But um, I think uh, for those of you who may remember, the last time we had talked to these two, uh, we just kind of talked a little bit about some of their experiences. Um, one of the, a couple of the topics that had come up was uh, how, you know, Brian, he, uh, he went to school and then didn't recommend going to school. And then Isaac, on the other hand, he didn't go to, uh, when I say school, I mean college in particular, and he didn't go to college, but he did say that there was some focus and, uh, or there is some importance in going to college when you want to do specific things and stuff like that. We also talked about uh, just some of our experiences when it came to our careers, things like that. And so uh, the first thing that I kind of want to do since, you know, this is, a, a, uh, they're here again and on this episode of this next season, if you guys don't mind giving a quick update of pretty much where you were a year ago and, and, and where you are now, because I think, I think we did the first recording in the summer. So it's not quite like, like June or something yeah, like that. July so 5th, actually looked it up. Oh, July 5th. Okay. So it's not I quite exactly. It, we did the research. Yeah. We did the recording <laughs> in like June and then, uh, yeah. And then we, uh, we, it was posted later in July, but, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, so it was almost a year, not quite, maybe a couple, couple months off from a year, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys, uh, if there's anything new since then, if you want to talk about something that's happened recently within that time frame and, and maybe something you've learned from it or whatever the case might be, um, whoever, which, whoever, whichever one of you guys want to go first, uh, doesn't matter. Um, so since we last spoke, I actually just quit my job like a month ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. I've been um, interviewing for a lot of companies, um, Lyft, Ford, Chevron, uh, and I'm sure there's some not driving not Lyft, Yeah, like corporate. Okay. Corporate position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, still interviewing, um, waiting to hear back from Chevron this week. Oh, okay. So that's kind of where I am at as compared to last time where I had a full-time job and benefits. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that can happen within a year, right? Um, so just a quick question about that. It sounds like these jobs that you've been interviewing for is quite different from the type of place you were working at before. Um, any reason for that in particular? Or are you just kind of trying to get experience in like another field or something? Just going into different fields. Um, I mean, it's still sales related. It's just different um, businesses, basically. Got it. Okay. Um, I think that I wanted to get into something more like automotive because I think that's kind of more so where like my passion or kind of like something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, versus I was selling like stuff that goes into apartments, which yeah. wasn't really fun. So that's why I just decided to just quit and not really focus too much on on working and more so just kind of trying to develop my career. If I can ask a quick question, like, did you, um, like, were you actively looking before you quit or did you just quit and started looking right after you quit? Like, what was that process like? Why, why'd you de uh, decide that? Or 
um, eventually figure out that you can quit without having like another job lined up. Uh, I just figured that so. while I was working, it was a little bit draining. Um, mm -hmm. there've been a lot of management changes, a lot of turnover. Um, so I had a new manager who was like two years older than me. I personally thought he was underqualified. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't want to work for someone who I didn't really respect or he didn't have any law knowledge of like the industry. So we went to like some sales calls and he had nothing to offer. Um, there was no real benefit to having him there. Uh, our <laughs> team had been like working without a manager for like six months. Um, wow. so I think they were just desperate and hired somebody. Um, and there was a lot of like micromanagement, which I didn't really agree with just because I was one of like the higher performing people on my team. Um, so I just figured that I didn't really need the added stress and I'm not like, I, I guess I'm in a position where I'm kind of blessed that I don't really need the income yeah. uh, to like support myself. So I could just be, basically like take my time and, and find something that I actually like. I see. Okay. That's respectable. Um, and you, Isaac, what, what's been going on with you the past uh, nine, 10 months or so now? 10 months. Um, I got a promotion. So it's like a split, split position kind of just cool i get to learn a lot of new things at work take control yeah. of certain things that we really needed done so it's helping stress at work um, other than that it's just the same old stuff pretty much yeah nothing crazy so nothing nothing too crazy other than just no. uh moving up at your current job because this is the same job you had last year yeah, right? yeah. or well same company at least yeah well we got bought out too so we got a different oh. name but it's the same company same <laughs> Same deal. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, I mean, during these past couple of months or so, like, what what do you think's been like the uh, the the thing that you've learned or maybe you've grown from the most uh, within a year? Because I feel like um, whether we're consciously thinking about it or not, we're continuously kind of like experiencing new things and growing from it. So, or at least learning from maybe mistakes that you might've had or, you know, things like that. And you're just constantly growing as a person. So is there one thing in particular, like within the past year, you would say has really like uh, struck you, or, or maybe it's something that you just eventually realized or, um, you know, um, something, something along those lines. Um. Well, I think for me, like, I think we talked about it last time too. I was working on my overland build. So I have that completed. So I've been able to like get out and do more nature things. Okay. Um, so I think just being able to experience nature, like, and it's like undeserved or undisrupted state. Like I'm going to kind of some areas that are more isolated that people don't usually go to. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of been fun. Um, but in terms of like, your original question. I think that's more so what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, for me, I think the, within the last year, um, I took a lot of creativity kind of things going, done a lot yeah. of reading, a lot of drawing. Um, I've done some writing, nothing serious. I got this book that's like, it's like, it just asks you questions about your life. You just fill it out. So I thought okay. you meant you were writing your own book. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told to write a book though. So it's funny. Yeah. I like multiple people, uh, but I think I've had a lot of creative outlets. 
um, I try to take control of my sleeping habits a lot better, which yeah. were, I went from like one to two hours a day to like five to or four. six to five <laughs> or six. No, I mean, it, it went from like one to yeah. two to two to three to, you know, just gradually yeah. got better. So I think doing all that stuff kind of helped me out. That when, when you increase that amount of hours of sleep, uh, like what differences have you noticed? Or like, what's like the main difference that you noticed from that? Um, stress wise, I'm just not as stressed. I'm able to be more clear. I think yeah. emotionally I'm more calm, not on my toes all the time. So yeah, it's helped out a lot. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that, uh, over this past year or so, um, I think one of the things that I've, um, thought a lot more about is just kind of like, uh, um, like for example, Brian brought up nature and usually when I am in a nature setting, I tend to think, uh, think a lot more and it tends to be a little bit more deeply or phil- philosophical. And so, uh, Isaac had mentioned that he, within the past, like the past few months or so, he's been reading a lot, opened up to a lot more creative, uh, opportunities and stuff. And I feel like I kind of done, have done the same thing, maybe in a different aspect where I've just kind of, um, you know, really tried to, um, push the podcast a little bit more, really try to read a little bit more. I even tried, or I'm even like, you know, streaming as much as I can just playing video games. Cause that's something that, you know, you enjoy doing. So why not stream it while you do it, interact with people along the way, which I've found to be, um, uh, something that I'm not quite used to yet because uh i don't know talking to somebody online randomly is a little little weird sometimes you know it's like there's a whole other person on the other side listening and watching me it's kind of weird but uh one question though that i think that i think about quite often especially um the pat like this past year even um maybe even longer than that but um uh it's kind of about um, life and death as go- as it goes, uh, hand in hand. And there's this quote in this book that I read, um, called, uh, the wisdom of insecurities by Alan Watts. Great That's book. Awesome. I highly, re- <laughs> I-, I highly recommend reading it. If you, if you're into like some sort of, uh, philosophical outlooks, Audible. different, Audible. different philosophical. <laughs> yeah, I know. Should <laughs> But one of the the sections of it is called the pains and pleasures of life, and um, uh, one thing that I uh, that was said and I thought was just really interesting. I just wanted to get your thoughts on on this uh, particular quote that's in it, um, and it's it says that the the more we are able to love another person and enjoy their company, the greater our grief is at their death or separation. And one, I just want to know if you find that to be true. And two, why you think that is or isn't? Uh, I would say that that's true because I think um, obviously the more you interact with somebody, the more memories you create and the more bonded you are with that person. Yeah. So then when you go out like through your life and that person is no longer there, then there will always be those memories that will kind of trigger in your mind. So for example, like, let's say that me and him go to Johnny's all the time. And if I go to Johnny, then he's not with me. Then I'm going to yeah. be triggered at those memories. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what plays into it a lot. It's just a lot of those memories that are created. And I feel like that's just something that's not easily forgotten, mm-hmm. uh, especially if that bond was really like close. Yeah. Um, so I think that that would be my answer. 
All right, I'm gonna need you to repeat that one more time for me. Yeah, so I mean, the quote uh, from the book, it's just like a little sentence. There's like one sentence that really caught my eye, but I mean, the whole section's kind of about this whole um, topic. And it's, uh, the more we are able to love another person uh, and enjoy their company, the greater must our grief be at their death and separation. So it's not necessarily saying that, um, you know, if they were to pass away that this happens, but even if they're become separate from you in some capacity, maybe they move across the country or something, there's no longer there. You don't spend as much time with them as you used to. Um, yeah, I agree with that because I mean, if you're used to spending time with somebody, having great memories, doing certain things, obviously when you do those same things and they're not there, it's going to affect you. So hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with it. So the follow-up question that I have to that is typically, um, uh, like I would hundred percent agree with what you guys are saying. Like, I feel like those memories that are built, um, whether it's like a, it's a place that you go and you start to remember those memories and so on and so forth. But what is it about time that allows you to like, maybe at one point, maybe right when you lose that or, or you have that separation with this person, like you can't even go to that place without having those memories and thoughts and it, it's painful, but time eventually allows you to, after a certain amount of it has passed, allows you to at least even go to that place. And maybe you think of them uh, and maybe you're sad about it, but it doesn't no longer keep you from even going to that particular place. Like for example, and Brian's example of Johnny's burgers, like maybe he right at the beginning of losing, uh, losing Isaac, then he might not want to go there right away. But after a certain period of time, he might open up to that idea of like, okay, like we can go there. Like it's, it's fine. And so what do you think that like that aspect of it where like a certain like what what do you think happens where it's like okay this certain amount of time passes and like you sort of become more okay or accepting of the fact that this person is no longer there i think you just kind of deal with uh whatever pain whatever kind of uh, bad emotions you were having at the time and then you go back to that place for those good ones that you did have and then i think as you continue to go there, those good ones mix with your current ones. And then it's even easier to, to go there because it's not just, so if me and Brian went there a hundred times and he's only been there a hundred times, obviously it's going to be just the memories of us. Yeah. But after a while, it'll be memories of him and us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. It's good. Yeah. I feel like I'm not sure if I really understand the question, but I think that time is just like a healer of wounds. I guess mm-hmm. that's like a, a cliche way of putting it but I've never really had to deal with loss or really like losing friends either so I feel like that's why this is a little harder for me to like answer um yeah but I think that it's basically just piggybacking off of what Isaac said I think like eventually you'll start to like open yourself up to that idea and then that memory of course it's like associated with a positive memory but if you're grieving then it doesn't seem that way at the time but I think as you start to heal then that memory um becomes again you'll you'll start to feel that positivity and and if you go to that place again then you'll think of the positive times and not necessarily the time where you lost or are grieving yeah 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 Uh, those are some pretty good answers I like it I, I agree with that I feel like um like you said I mean 
time for some re reason there's not really like a specific answer for it but um people just tend to heal once a certain amount of time passes and that time of healing seems to be different for like each person each person seems to take like somebody might take a little bit longer to heal from a loss or even if something is like a breakup even you know stuff like that um uh different people deal with it at their own pace and in different ways. And I feel like, especially over the past year, I, I, um, you know, if something painful has come to me, I feel like I handle it differently now than I did previously, just because um, of kind of the growth that I've had within the past year or so. And so, one of those ways that I kind of, or one of the ways that I help myself grow is by experiencing some, um, I guess what some would probably call traumatic uh, experiences where they just affect you in a certain way. You learn to deal with it. And that way, the next time something happens, um, you kind of recognize what, what you do or what, how you react and you can kind of heal in that way. Um, just based off of a, the things you've learned with your previous experiences. And I know Brian had just said that he feels like he hasn't had too many of these types. Well, maybe he's had traumatic experiences in other ways, but if you had to um, kind of put yourself on the spot, Brian, and, and uh, imagine, I know it probably won't be like this if, when it actually, if it actually does happen, but if you had to imagine an, uh, a not so pleasant experience happening to you, what do you think is going to be the first thing that you would do in reaction to it? Like, um, would you drive to the beach and just start thinking about all your problems or like, what's something, what's like, what do you think your first reaction would be? I don't know. I think uh, if it's like a loss of like a parent or something, then I'd probably just be really depressed. Um, yeah. Probably just like cry a lot. Probably just like, I don't know. I feel like, like I wouldn't want it to happen this way, but I feel like knowing myself, it probably would happen. I'd probably just like shut down and be angry. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess as time heals and I would try to be more positive and putting myself out there more. And obviously like I have a pretty good um, like relationship with like my girlfriend and stuff. So I think she could help be like my rock and stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously just, having a support system there, um, with my siblings and whoever is left in the situation. Um, I think that's how I would deal with it is just kind of relying on, on them to help me through it. Yeah. And Isaac, how about you? What do you think that you, how would you think you would react? I feel like, uh, knowing you as long as I have, um, there's definitely been a lot that has changed within your life. And especially since, um, you read a lot of books and like you have been exploring this more creative outlet. Like, how do you think you would react now with all this mm. sort of new information that you've gained? Well, I still have the bad habit of uh, self-isolation, um, mm. but I don't think it's the way that it was before. Yeah. It was like self-isolation and then just kind of like numb it all or ignore it all. Now I think it's self-isolation so I can understand what I'm feeling, what's going on, what happened, like, you know, and then from there, I, that's when I start stepping more into creative, I'll draw something, read a book. And then from that, 
I feel like is when I can start reaching out to people, start talking and having conversations and kind of expressing for, um, from my words what everything is going on and how everything feels and just kind of work it out that way. So there's steps to it, different types of steps, but it's been a lot better than it used to be because it was just isolation and just ignore it. Yeah, that was it. that's good. I mean, that in of itself shows growth within yourself. And I think that's something that's really important, especially as you get older. And uh, well, I mean, you already have um, uh, a son, but for, you know, everybody else as they get older and they can learn, like take what they've learned and kind of like show their children, um, you know, ways of dealing with situations and stuff, um, which is good. Yeah, this is a, it's a good conversation. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately. So I just wanted to kind of get what you guys uh, um, thought about this particular topic. Uh, and I feel like uh, people listening can definitely take something away from both of you guys, which we greatly appreciate. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask was uh, like, what, what do you think really happened with this Will Smith, Chris Rock situation? I mean, it, it just like that. seemingly just came out of left field. Well, on Will Smith's part, but I, uh, before you go, the one thing that I think is, I think, I think it was really just a, a bunch of pent up energy about people talking about him and his wife. Well, the thing stuff. is, so, Chris Rock has mentioned them before at the Oscars too. So it's not the first time he's brought them into, <laughs> yeah, into a situation. So, yeah. um, and if you watch the video, Will Smith's laughing at the beginning and then his, yeah. his wife's not laughing. And then he's like, all right. Time to be serious. Yeah, time, I was like, all right, if he's really upsetting you, then let yeah. me let me deal with it. Which I think he did what he should have done. I don't know. I feel like they have such a obviously we don't know all of the details of their relationship, but it seems like it's fairly complicated. It seems like they're both kind of sleeping around. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think uh I saw a joke that was basically like, you know how Will Smith was like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Yeah that Chris Rock could have been like, she has other guys in her mouth. Like, <laughs> you, you, did you hear what he said? He said, oh, I could. And then he stopped himself because he's like, I could go in even though. Yeah. yeah. So he could have, you know, he could have really went off, but shout out to him for holding himself. Yeah. I think very, I uh, very respectable. I side with uh, Chris Rock. Like if we had to choose sides, because I feel like as a comedian, like you're kind of there to push the boundaries and it's entertainment. Like after all of this happened, like I think the Oscars viewership went up like more than it has like in the last previous years. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people were thinking that it's fake just to, yeah. to draw the attention, but I don't think that it was fake. And I think uh, that no. I side with, with Chris just because of like, that's a comedian's job. Oh, so imagine like <laughs> if you go to a comedy show, like that's yeah. kind of going to be the new standard. Like if, if the comedian is poking fun of you, then, then the people in the crowd are just going to think that, Oh, because Will Smith was was able to slap him like I'm gonna go beat this guy up or or something, you know. Yeah. So I think that sets kind of like a, a negative precedent. I think that this is a big stage. These things could have been happening already. And the thing is, is as a comedian, you're pushing boundaries. You know that there's gonna be there could be some repercussions to pushing those boundaries. Like you know, if I yeah. put Brian in the face for an hour, <laughs> I know eventually <laughs> at some point, if I do it for maybe two years, he's gonna react somehow. So it's like, yeah. You know, you know, you know, the things that you can, can't do. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I can, I think I kind of understand both sides. Like, you know, why Will did it why Chris didn't say anything. He was just, I would say he was very professional in that moment, but 
um, like one of the things that um, I think, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a better way to handle it, but at the same time, uh, kind of piggybacking off what Isaac just mentioned, uh, like, let's say, Will Smith was to go backstage and, and, and talk to Chris or whatever, you probably would never have heard it uh, about it yeah, or whatever the and, case might be. And it leaves um, it open to everybody to be able to make these jokes now. Now everybody yeah. feels like, okay. Yeah. But, and then at the same time though, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just kind of adding to the sensitivity of how society is these days. <laughs> you know, you almost can't say anything without, uh, you know, yeah, well, getting hit or canceled, whatever you want to say, like, you know, I, it, but seeing online, though, it seems like um, it's almost like 50 50, like, so yeah, like 50 50. Yeah, on, you know, the sides or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I, it just, I wasn't even watching the Oscars. Honestly, didn't even know that it was going on until I saw it trending. No, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, so I, I mean i can see how why people think that maybe it could be fake but just looking at it saying it didn't seem like it was it seemed like he just kind of went up there and under his own it, uh, yeah i mean and it kind of just like he he ended up winning right so it yeah. kind of just like overshadowed that whole thing <laughs> yeah and they're trying to revoke it from him now because they try to kick oh, really? him out i guess yeah and I he didn't leave yeah. so they're trying to see what they're gonna do to him yeah that's crazy how do you not have security, bro? Like that's why I think that's part of why people think it's fake because like why security things come security up and take him nothing. Like, yeah, million dollars I mean, celebrities. Yeah, yeah the security is guarding that like the door. They're not gonna be yeah. like there. But you got people that don't like each other in the same building. Yeah, like them. <laughs> I guess yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, just like the all the. I mean, it's it's been a wild year so far, honestly. You know, with all the war that's going on in Ukraine and everything, it's been a wild year already. And I didn't think it was going to be like this, but here we are. So we thought, we thought we were out of it. Uh, I, I like I because yeah, because COVID was seemed like it was finally, um, you know, or thing, things things were starting to kind of yeah. I mean, once the, honestly, like if you think about it, like once the war started Stop happening. Pages cut all of COVID, everything that was going on with COVID out of the picture and nobody you, you didn't hear any news stories about it and whatnot and i was just like well yeah. gas prices gas prices in the war yeah I gas prices. COVID conversation in a long time yeah it's just very uh it's been a very political filled year already it's only march yeah so i don't know hopefully the second half of the year is better i guess uh i guess we'll find out but um yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for coming on this this uh, this episode. I mean, um, I'm trying to make these a little bit shorter because I feel like the longer format just uh, I don't know. It, it it seemed like every time I record them, I'd be thinking too much of what to say. So I think we had some pretty good conversations here. And um, but yeah, thank you. And maybe in another year we'll hear from you guys again. Maybe <laughs> Brian will have a job and. It'll be uh, some, he'll be a big shot at some company doing sales. So, Zeus is still asking to come on. So, oh, yeah. Um, He's waiting. Whenever he wants to talk about Fortnite, backboard. we can do it. <laughs> um, hey, so, real quick though, Brian, about sales. Actually, never mind. We're done here. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you off record. <laughs> All right.
Uh, well, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. And uh, we'll see you next time. We're going to do the Disney Channel thing. Yeah. <laughs>